TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. The first strikeout for Syndergaard. He gets Winker with the changeup for the first out of the day. Juarez just one for 13 in this series, and one for 14 as Syndergaard gets him with a curveball for the second out. Got him looking. Side retired. 99 at the top of the strike zone, and Votto is out on strikes. Eight strikeouts for Syndergaard in eight scintillating innings. Syndergaard, complete game shutout. That the call on the Mets radio network. This is the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Rami Makloff along with Judd Zolgad, Twins reporter Derek Wetmore, Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. The magic number is 65. And why are we opening the show with Noah Syndergaard highlights, guys? Because uh, Dan Schoenfeld, ESPN baseball writer, he uh, had a column about what player Every team should target as we approach the July 31st trade deadline. And he says the Twins should target and acquire Noah Syndergaard from the New York Mets. I wasn't ready with the reckless speculation. I was going to say, come on. There we go. Thank you, Manny. Reckless speculation. I was all ready. Just that one thing. I forgot to get set up. It's a big thing, though. It's a big thing. That's it's a, a very big thing. thing. Thank you, Manny. That's you got a good the magic number right, right. That's what's magic important. Magic number is still 65. <laughs> All right. So let's go back to the question of the week now. And I looked it up today. We are, uh, by my math, 15 days away from the July 31st trade deadline, at least as of midnight um, this morning. It's good math. 15 days away, and that is your one and only chance to make a trade. After July 31, you can no longer make waiver trades. You can't do any of that good stuff, at least in the big leagues. So, if Noah Syndergaard, who we all know has a resume that's very impressive, his 2019 uh, statistics so far aren't as good, but if he is available... What is the asking price, and what are you willing to give up for a guy who, if I'm not mistaken, is still under team control and arbitration eligible after this season, Derek Wetmore? The asking price is the moon and the stars, without looking it up I'll tell you what. I'll I tell can't you, tell you how many stars. I'll tell you what Schoenfeld says it would probably cost. He says Alex Kirloff and a pitcher like Bruce Dar Gratterall or Jordan Belazovich. Yeah. Sure. But Syndergaard could be a beast away from the circus in Queens, he says. Plus, as they say, flags <laughs> fly forever. Hey, we got it in there. Good. Judge, you like that phrase. You flags got that fly f- forever? tattooed on yeah, the back of your shoulder, right? It's a fantastic right? phrase <laughs> because, it, because it makes you think about... This year and not 2022, right. which, way, which I don't right. mind doing, but, sure. y- you know, this presents an opportunity here. Can I read the first paragraph of what Schoenfeld says? I would love it if you did that. Not only because of what it says about acquiring Noah Syndergaard, but listen to what this says about your Minnesota Twins. Because, again, sometimes we get trapped in the bubble, and in a good season, the problems that we see tend to look bigger to us than people on the outside. This is what Dan Schoenfeld, who covers Major League Baseball for ESPN, says about your Minnesota Twins. So the Twins have no glaring weaknesses. Entering Monday, they led the AL in runs per game, just a hair better than the Yankees and Red Sox. Minnesota had the fewest blown saves at any point of a game in the majors with just six. Let me read that again. Minnesota had the fewest blown saves at any point of a game in the majors with just six. The rotation ranked second in the AL and ERA behind only Tampa. Bay. He says the Twins have a chance at the best record in the AL and home field advantage, and I would think avoiding a potential Game 5 or 
seven at Yankee Stadium or Minute Maid Park is something to push for. They have no glaring weaknesses and have had the fewest blown saves at any point of a game in the majors hmm. but with they, just six. But they still need some help. Obviously, yes. I'm just saying. Right, but like, they are. To give some perspective. The As I wrote in uh, Twins Tidbits on Sunday, the bullpen had three or had two in Cleveland good games. And aside uh, from the May curveball to Santana, they actually statistically put together three pretty good games of, of work. Rodgers has been fantastic. But the eye test of that team doesn't see the bullpen, in my opinion, you guys, as a glaring weakness, but it does see the need to upgrade for a potential, and I'll say it again, this is the most important thing, World Series run. Yes. For a potential World Series run, I want another starter and bullpen help. Because in watching this team, I can tell you that that they pleasantly surprise at times, but there is an element that when you get to October, if you go in with this, you're going to say, I think we could have done more. Yeah. How fair is that? Exactly Because I'm right. not trying to dump on them. They're having a very good year. But I am trying to bring a rational discussion of how I think the Twins think as well in saying, do we really want Tyler Duffy doing that in October? Exactly right. And I, I am a Tyler Duffy guy. I'm a Trevor May guy. I wish he wouldn't have hung that curveball because he was throwing absolute fuel <laughs> in that inning before that. Just blow it by him. Come on. But I, Yeah. No, you're right. It, I, with that being said, I do think that there's a, you know, a rational case to be made here that you don't want that FOMO feeling. You don't want to get to, well, hey, August 3rd and say, boy, I like our guys, but they got more guys. You know, you look across at the Astros, including uh, guys that you could have potentially exactly stopped right. other teams from getting. You know, the Astros are going to add. They have one of the worst bullpens in baseball over the last six weeks. You know, they're going to add. You know the Yankees are likely to add somewhere. They've already added Edwin Encarnacion and brought the Parrot to the Bronx. I think that there's a certain amount of, we look at how the Twins stack up with these teams right now and say, you know what? Honestly, this is a pretty good baseball team. They stack up fairly well against even the best teams in baseball. But what I'd caution against that crowd, because that's me a little bit, hey, this is a great baseball team, let's go. You have to compare it with what the Yankees are going to be. On October 1st. What the Astros are going to be. I was watching the Dodgers last night. Give it to the Philadelphia Phillies. Like, the Dodgers are a great team. That was really ugly. Pouring it on, and the Phillies kind of just embarrassed themselves there in the middle of the game. But that's a great baseball team. And as Schoenfeld wrote about the Twins, no glaring weaknesses, right? So you have to compare yourself beyond looking at across the division at the Cleveland Indians and saying, like, I think we're a better club than them. I think we can hold them off. Great. I agree. How do you compare with the Dodgers? That's that's your where you set your sights now here ahead of the trade deadline. As Judd said, 15 days to go. So you almost have to just kind of guess what they're going to do. And if you're asking me to guess, I'm saying every one of those teams is going to add a premium arm or two. Let's talk about Syndergaard in particular. Interest there, or does the injury history of his scare you? Oh, because he in. has a lengthy injury history in a short time in Major League Baseball. I'm all in. All in. For the package that I just mentioned. No, I will not trade Alex Kirilov then for anybody not named Mike True. Royce Lewis? Oh, you, you you're him? valuing Kirilov more than Kirilov's Lewis? Kirilov's my top prospect. Really? Mm-hmm. Why yeah. is that? Because uh, I think most people... 
it's it's flip flop. He's just done I've it seen. closer to the big leagues. I mm-hmm. think there's a lot. Of, look, I think Royce Lewis is going to be a star player in this league. So this is kind of splitting hairs. But the season Kirloff put together last year is amazing. And while he doesn't have the same positional value of a guy like Lewis, who I right, think that's what I was just going to say, yeah. that that matters to me for sure. I factored that in. Uh, Kirloff's just done it at a higher level, and Lewis, to me, right now. Granted, he's young. It's a lot of projection. Do you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you, you think he's going to become better as he climbs the ladder and be that shortstop captain, be the Jeter in the middle of the infield. That stuff's all great, and I believe it. Kirilov's just shown me more to this point. So, if Kirilov or Lewis are traded by the deadline, I'm going to be shocked. Agreed. I don't yep. think that That's they trade. So, so, so you don't expect a big move. I don't expect this move. No, and and here here's the. The thing we we know that um, that uh, Charlie Walters' report in Sunday's Pioneer Press now is correct. The Twins, the Twins' a plan is to go after controllable players, but I don't see any team trading you controllable assets that, especially pitching, that's going to that's established and going to remain on your roster without one of those two players being involved. Plan B for the Twins, if they can't do a trade like that to their liking, will be to drop down then and go for rental players. But those guys could be gone quickly here. Hmm. So I'm becoming more, I'm becoming more and more intrigued by what we're actually going to see here. I do think that there's going to be a trade. I'll be shocked if they get nothing. But I'm not going to be shocked now if the return is not the splash move that we've been talking about now for a month plus. Yeah. I- I think they're going to get multiple somethings. I would almost rather see that splash move at this point. I mean, Judd, as the driver of the Bomba bus, you've had this World Series attitude since what? Since May? Once we saw April was not a mirage and this club was ready to win it this year. World Series, yeah, probably. Yeah. Started talking about so, yeah. this is a World Series caliber team if you can add the right pieces to it. Yep. So I do think this is the time to swing for those proverbial fences. And I honestly... Like, I think these guys definitely know what they're doing running this front office, but there would be a little air of disappointment if there's not some sort of big move. There definitely will be. By by the end of the month. I, I think it's hard to avoid that fate. If they trade for uh if if they trade for Shane Green. Yep. Tigers closer. And that's it. Like Shane Green's a nice pitcher and he'd help the bullpen. But and they're gonna see that. They're they're internally going to consider that, I think, a splash move. Sure, I'm with you. I'm with you on what you're saying. Right. I'm just if you are not splashy enough for my taste. Listen, if you're going after controllable pitching, I think you have to give up. If anybody trades them controllable pitching for prospect four on down, I'm going to be absolutely stunned. Right. Like like if you get Strowman and you give up Rooker and two more top twenty prospects, I'm going to be floored. Hmm. I just don't see because. The worst thing that happened to the Twins right now, and again, it's to the credit of the Tampa Bay Rays, right? But the worst thing that happened to teams now is the Chris Archer trade. Because everybody is willing to shop controllable pitching for that trade. But that essentially is, I either want both your top (laughs) prospects or two ready-made players who can step in and help me starting in August, and then next year possibly make you look foolish. That's right. And so if you're the Twins or you are a team that might make that trade, you're thinking to yourself, well, Pittsburgh looks really stupid right now. And don't tell me for a second that other baseball executives don't go to school, especially these these younger executives now, 
They go to school on this thing. Totally. And they look and say, we do not want to be the Pittsburgh Pirates. So I let's localize this because we were talking about Chris Archer plenty. This this was the home of reckless speculation before it was the home of reckless speculation. So no, for Archer, I'd still be fine, by the way. No. I, I tried that one. No, okay, let's bring Ronnie? it back. <laughs> we were talking, I remember specifically, I was sitting in the headset down in Fort Myers, was talking to you and our mutual friend, Phil Mackey, about would you trade Max Kepler? He did air quotes when he said friend, by the way. <laughs> and, and he's Derek's friend now. For those now, of you not watching, he's Derek's screaming friend now. Twitter, Twitch, yeah. and Facebook. He's okay. <laughs> Don't worry, he's probably not streaming. He's got other stuff to do. Acquaintance. <laughs> yeah, he's right. an acquaintance, Derek. That's right. Uh, guy we work with. And he. so he brought up, he's like, listen, Chris Archer's the ace that you've been looking for since Johan left. Yep. Do it. For... Max Kepler and change. It was find a prospect, whatever. That was the deal that was on the table? No, that was Reportedly. the deal that we were talking oh, that, about. Okay. But the Rays were interested in Max it was, Kepler. It was, it was, yeah, uh, that rec- I can confirm. So it was uh, some of this. You want reckless speculation? Oh, you know this ain't gonna happen. How about reckless trade speculation? Absolutely. It was yeah. super And Mackie and I tried to sell this for a month straight. Patrick finally said, just shut up. Yeah. So Pat got really mad because it was like, this is never going to happen. And I was like, no, this is great. This is the stuff we should talk about. So Kepler didn't happen, of course. But then what the Rays wound up getting for a few years of Chris Archer control, which, by the way, Archer's having kind of a down year. And and, and I don't think anyone views him as like a, the Max Scherzer ace. He was kind of a secondary ace, but the reason that trade looks so bad now is because you got an MVP candidate, Austin Meadows, and a Cy Young candidate, Tyler Glasnow. So when that trade happened, I specifically remember I wrote a column about what would the like equivalent be if you were the Twins. I took Kepler out because I, I knew the Twins liked Kepler, and I knew if the Rays liked Kepler, there's something there too. So... The trade that would have been sort of comparable, although not as good, you would have been trading, uh, what was it? Maybe, it, actually, now that I think about it, it could have been Max Kepler plus like a Fernando Romero at the time who we thought was like this budding ace. Mm-hmm. Maybe still is, maybe that guy's still in there, but it would have been a top outfield prospect ready to pop like Austin Meadows and a top pitching prospect ready to make 30 starts next year in the big leagues, not just some guy that you like in a ball because he's got a big fastball. This was a ready-made major league pitcher. It was a huge haul for the Rays, and I think you're right, Judd, that every team's going to be looking for that now. I don't know that teams are going to be willing to give that up. So am I the only person who's scared by Noah Syndergaard's injury history? No, I'm with you. And, and, that, especially, and if that's why, especially if you're giving up Kirilov for Lewis. Yes. Like, I want I want as close to a sure thing as possible if I'm giving up one of those two guys. And I know Syndergaard has contractual control beyond this year. I think it's he has two more years of contractual yeah. control and beyond this year. So it's not a trade just for this season, but... As I've stated before, whatever trade I make is made with, first and foremost, this season in mind. Yeah. Every, everything else is just icing on the cake. It's a bonus. So when I trade <laughs> when I trade Kirloff and Lewis, mm-hmm. or Lewis, for a guy like a Noah Syndergaard, I want to know I'm getting a guy who 
I'm pretty sure, and it's never a sure thing. You never know when somebody's arm is going to fall off as a major league pitcher. It's a violent and unnatural motion for the human body. But And they all get hurt. Right. I want as as close to a sure thing as possible that I have a guy who's going to be healthy and helping me to win a World Series through October. Giles, excuse me, too. I, I want no part of somebody I think might get here and grab his arm yeah. on August 15th. <laughs> That's Seriously. Right. No, I just don't. Warming up for the third inning. And it's not ah, just been the that? arm. With Syndergaard, he's had the hamstring. Well, he had a lat thing. He had some kind of infection. He had elbow yeah, problems. hand, foot, and mouth disease last year. Hand, foot, right? and mouth disease? Who gets hand, foot, and mouth disease? Five-year-olds. Right. That's usually kids. He's a heck of a pitcher, but I agree. That, sca- that scares me. And uh, But I, I think the starting point of this conversation from a twin standpoint is I think those top two prospects are going to be asked for in every trade involving... Um, a controllable pitcher, and I do not see these guys saying yes. I just don't. I don't be because somebody, somebody, the Yankees, right? Somebody's mm-hmm. going to come along and be like, "All right, we'll do it." Sure. And the Twins aren't that team. And, and I'm not. Been. I, I'm not even defending. But of all of the things I think are different about these Twins, I don't know that these guys are going to dip into those top. Two. Think they're prospect hoarders. As yes. Rami would call him. Yes, I think I think they don't want. I be, I really believe this. I think nobody wants to be the Pirates. Sure, I think that scares teams now. And every and by by the way, there are a ton of controllable or not a ton. There are a handful of controllable pitchers being thrown around by teams who are like, all right, we'll we'll trade you, Robbie Ray, right? Arizona, we'll trade you, we'll trade him to you. But here's the return. That's right. So I'm gonna shock you guys. As the risk averse, maybe maybe most risk averse member of the show, There's I'm no not maybe sure about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I say maybe because it was a risky phrase to just say mm-hmm. it fully. Sure, so. yeah. You don't want to go out on that. <laughs> That's line. exactly right. right. <laughs> so possibly, potentially, maybe the most risk averse person. What I want in a trade? Injuries don't scare me. I want a top level arm talent, and then I want to take my chances. I want Wes Johnson and Derek Falvey and that whole company to get their hands on a Thor, for example, or a... Do you want Ken Giles? In the give him to me. Yep. Give me wow. Ken Giles. I, I, I feel I, like you're drunk right now. Here's the thing. I wouldn't make that my only you're baseball move. drunk. No, I wouldn't make that my only move. I would I would hedge that bet. I would definitely add another. They're going to add a lefty. I, I would think I will be shocked if this team goes in and says, okay, Taylor Rogers is our first lefty. Lewis Thorpe is our second lefty in the bullpen. Let's go. Hello, World Series. I think they're going to try to add a left-handed reliever. You can hedge against your sort of like lottery ticket of Ken Giles. I want I want to be able to swing for that jackpot, though. So Syndergaard's injury history, Rami, doesn't scare me. If anything, it brings his price down. I will say this. Part of me does believe that Syndergaard's injuries have been... In part due to incompetence on the, on the Mets' part and their medical staff. I remember two years ago, not last year, but the 2017 season, when he had the lat strain almost right out of the gates and to start the season. Okay, yeah. And they said that he went back home in the off season and told the Mets he was going to put on 20 pounds of muscle, and they were like, "All right, cool, go do your thing." Didn't give him a throwing program. 
Didn't tell him how to do it. Just said, oh, yeah, go ahead. Do, go ahead and do that. Get big. And then he was all tight and like, too. I don't want to say too muscular. No, I got that same problem. I know a, what you mean. That's a thing of the past for Major League Baseball. We used to think like you shouldn't lift weights. You're going to get too tight. You can't swing a bat or throw a baseball. It really held me back in radio. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I can uh-huh. tell. But like, you can't tell you can't tell a pitcher to go home and put on 20 pounds of muscle yeah. and not give him a throwing program or give him like a, a program in, at large in general to do it and how to do it. That's crazy. So there is some level of incompetence on the Mets part when it comes to handling their pitchers just, and, and keeping them healthy. I'm just, to, back to your point about being a little bit concerned, though, I am concerned about the fact that a guy who has an injury history, if I'm trading a top-two prospect, that concerns me. I want something that I can see for the rest of 2019 as being as sure a thing as possible. And, and if I think if I think that's not the case, but I'm not sure... That does scare me. Does that affect anybody's opinion on Madison Bumgarner then? Because he's got he's had some injuries the last couple of years yeah. too. Yeah, I don't think he's as good as Thor. I mean, that might be a hot take in some corners no, of you're the right. globe at this stage. In Thor's better. But again, but again, right. on rentals, that this right. entire conversation price. hinges on the price. Mm-hmm. That's my whole thing: is what are you ask? What are you asking for when you call me? And and by the time that I get done texting with you or hang up the phone, what's the actual price here? Sure. But you know what? With the amount of teams that are contending now and the amount of teams that are trading, the problem is in all of these deals, there's a likelihood someone's going to do something stupid. Yeah. There really is. You don't want to be that team. <laughs> yeah, well... That's the but that's that's the, that's the line. No, I sort right. of do, but that's the line you're yeah. walking. Is do you want to be do you want to be the team that says bleep it? We got a chance to win a World Series. Sure. We're going to to do something that in three years our fan base might be like, oh my gosh, what did you do? We did I can't believe we did that. <laughs> or or are, are you in this group of young executives which all seems to pay a lot of attention to each other sure. and are very afraid in three years of looking like fools? I can't believe this I is a conversation, not, not even an opinion. <laughs> it's a conversation of. What is going to be the Twins' thought process here? So, boys, I got, when we come back, bad news for the Mets and the rest of contenders because the cost just went up on starting pitching. I can tell you why. And I've got a way, if you are wary of giving up prospects, you are a prospect hoarder, and you, like me, shudders to think of the day Alex Kirloff is mentioned in trade talks, uh, I've got a way that you can get around that and still add top-flight pitching. We can talk about that next when we come back to the Score North first place twin show where the magic number is 65. Live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes with Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgat, and Manny Hill. I'm Derek Wetmore. We'll talk to you about uh, pitcher trades. You don't right even need this. me here anymore. <laughs> Make the trade. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect yours. The Score North Twin Show. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. That is strike three. Marte strikes out against Bumgarner. One ball, two strikes. Struck him out looking. 
right there outside corner struck him out looking for the second straight time did he swing he did strike three Bumgarner got him to chase three two pitch got him again Kelly strikes out for the third time Bumgarner's got nine strikeouts and the fans behind the Giants dugout are letting the big lefty know yeah yeah you the man the sweet, sweet sounds of John Miller calling San Francisco Giants baseball. This is the Score North first place twins show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. The magic number is 65. I'm Rami Makloff along with Derek Wetmore, Judd Zulgad, Manny on the other side of the glass. And Derek, before the break, you had a big league tease yeah. <laughs> about some uh... reckless speculation. Well, let's start with the one that is done and then get into the sort of theoretical trade deadline approach the one that is done the price just went up on starting pitching across the big leagues if you are in the trade market that's because one arm is now on the shelf Mets starter Zach Wheeler was added to the injured list yesterday I believe by the team with shoulder fatigue now it doesn't technically rule out the Mets trading Wheeler who's a pretty decent starting pitcher. He's a mid-rotation guy. You'd feel really good about it. Uh, doesn't rule them out from trading him, but honestly, how many guys are going to trade? How many teams are going to trade for a guy with shoulder fatigue on the injured list and say, yep, this is it? You might take a, you might take a flyer on him. I thought you told me that you weren't concerned by injuries. I'm concerned by injuries immediately <laughs> right now, and teams aren't going to so trade Ken for Giles, him as the guy. Though. Ken Giles right, right now. He supposedly injured his yeah, elbow a, for the second time in a month getting a massage during the All-Star right, break. Right, but he said it's no big I'm, deal. I'm calling BS on this one, okay? <laughs> some of those, some of these massages are just brutal. Yeah, we've got to get massage therapists. Yeah, they can't be so aggressive with their massages. Let's stop with the massages, baby. I, I don't get it, but uh, Wheeler being down, I don't think he would have been like a huge kidding. Twins target necessarily, yep. but even if the Twins weren't targeting him, now some other team that had Zach Wheeler pending free agent in their sights is going to shift focus. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing that happened with, say, Dallas Keuchel. The Braves were looking at trade possibilities. Madison Bumgarner would have been on their short list, I'm sure. And then, oh, Dallas Keuchel's available. All right, let's add let's add Keuchel for the stretch run. See what happens here. Same thing that's going to happen to teams that were in on Keuchel and didn't get him. Well, they have to shift their attention elsewhere. That same thing happens here with Zach Wheeler. So the price goes up because now there's at least one more contender who was looking for starting pitching. Going to have to find that elsewhere. Not going to get the Mets starter. Uh, probably worth noting that he was going to start against the Twins tonight. But now he's been obviously added to the IL and it'll be Steven Matz moving up a day instead. This leads me right into what I want to talk about more. Reckless speculation. Just a jam-packed show of reckless speculation here on the Score North First Place Twins show today. So it should be Jim Bowden um, of the Athletic. He loves reckless speculation. He loves it. Lives loves for it. it. Oh man, spewing it on radio constantly. I can tell you that. And this is purely speculation because he's not saying sources say. He's just. Oh no, he's guessing. He's talking about who are the best fits. He had an article today talking about buyers, sellers, and who are the best fits for the players we know are on the trade market. And he says for Bumgarner and Will Smith, the best fit is the Minnesota Twins. Says the Twins are not on Bumgarner's no-trade list, which makes the deal much easier for the Giants and probably less expensive if the Twins want to hold off the Indians and win the division and then be in a position to legitimately challenge the Yankees and Astros in the playoffs. This type of trade could accomplish that feat. So that's what he says about the Twins and Madison Bumgarner, but that's not what jumped out to me 
in reading this article. What jumped out to me is one of the first thing he does in the articles is lay out who are buyers and who are sellers. All right. Leading up to the trade deadline. And he says right now selling that we know are selling are the Blue Jays, Tigers and Giants. Mm hmm. Buyers are the Astros, Braves, Brewers, Cardinals, Dodgers, Nationals, Rockies, Twins, Phillies, Rays, Red Sox, and Yankees buying and selling at the same time, he says with a question mark, the Indians. I was going to say, it's like okay. basically all the rest of Major League Baseball besides the Giants, Tigers, and Blue Jays uh, buyers then? As far as we know <laughs> right like now, because so many of these races I, are tight. So the Marlins have anything left to sell, or do they finish that at the yard sale? Can I caution you about Bowden a little bit, though? Sure. He comes from a little bit of the past era of baseball executives. You see, I think the Giants, and, and they've gotten hot. And Giants you could, are within three games of a wild card. Now. I know, and I think they're going to sell. <laughs> I, I think Jim Bowden... Jim but Bowden, he has them in the cellars. Jim Bowden, he listed them in the cellars. But I think there's other teams as well that we're going to be sure. surprised. I think the Diamondbacks are going to bail, basically. Because if you, if you think that you can make the wild card, you think maybe you can, keep in mind, there's pressure here. If you still could have tried to uh, clear guys through waivers post-August 1st, that creates a little cushion. Big contracts will that, sneak through. That's gone now. Yeah. And so so I think Bow- I think Bowden is is surveying the landscape very circa 2003-ish, 2004-ish. And I think the landscape now has changed. And with a drop-dead deadline in 15 days... I think there's some teams on the list that he thinks are potential buyers sure. who are go- who we're going to find out are going to, to sell. I'm not saying that the list is huge. Right. I, I think, think it's more. I think it's more than that. Even even if you're going to add two or three teams to this, and I think you're right. Then if they're not already there, they might get there by July 31st. Even if you add two or three teams to this, though, it's still oh yeah largely a seller's market. And right. how many arms out there are out there right. that can really help you? Impact arms, high leverage arms out there that can really help you. I've been saying for close to a month now that there needs to be some urgency about a trade. And I've been saying that for two reasons. One, I don't want to wear out this bullpen and see the effects of that in September and October. But two, I didn't want the Twins to be left out in the cold and end up either settling for something lesser than what these teams who you're going to be seeing in October will get, or just being left out in the cold and not getting anybody whatsoever. And when I read that list of buyers and sellers, and sometimes I need to see things in black and white to for it to really set in for me, when I saw that list, I was like, man, this is the seller's market yeah. of all sellers' and market. That's always true. And there aren't yeah. going to be that many opportunities to improve your pitching staff, neither starting or relief. You need to act. There but has to be some urgency issue, here though, for the Twins to act. But I, I think for the past month, the Twins have been incredibly aggressive. I think they're making a ton of calls. But I think this is going to to the garage sale on Thursday, and something's marked up high. And so you go back on Friday and think, I'll talk them down, right? <laughs> yes. I guarantee you they keep thinking, they they were asked immediately for Lewis and Kirloff and that group. And they said, no, 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 we won't. We'll call you back. But the problem is, what they're probably going to find, Derek, is the price is not changing. And so so right. that that gets back to the conundrum for me, for as much as we all want them to make a trade, we can talk about who we would trade all day long, and it's great reckless speculation, and it's fun. But the reality is, are they will are they willing to meet the asking price as the deadline approaches, or are they really just out? Right. And then they're going to go to that that's 
uh, second tier guys I talk about who they're going to say, we acquired this guy and we're all going to be like, Oh, him. You got Sam Dyson? Yeah. Oh, no, seriously. <laughs> cool. You got another Blake Parker. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But right? that but that becomes the problem. So I agree with the fact that sometimes the price Mommy's is the price. Mommy's right about this. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a big, it's going to be a big asking price. Sometimes the price is just the price. You Correct. can't time it correctly. You can't get the car for 2000 less. And this is weird because no GM has experience with this. Like that, Levine has a ton of experience managing around the trade deadline and and understanding how do you read a team and is this really one to add to or in the case of two years ago, add to and then turn around and sell. Hello, goodbye, Jaime Garcia. There is no precedent here with the July 31st single trade deadline. No general manager knows this. So like the game theory stuff that you've acquired throughout your career kind of has to go out the window because n- nobody has experience managing around this thing. So Thad Levine's not alone in that. Derek Falvey's certainly not alone in that. 30 people who run have the final say in decision-making roles with baseball ops departments. 30 of them don't have experience with this. So it's going to be a really unique and unusual trade deadline from that perspective. You guys talk about prospects and and, and wanting to hold on to them. There's a really easy way, tried and true, and it'll work again this year if you want to do it if you're the Twins. Tried and true way to keep your prospects and still add good players. You see it in other sports, too. Major League Baseball is no exception. Take a bad contract. Right. If you want to call the <laughs> sure. Arizona Diamondbacks, and you, you mm. mentioned uh, Robbie Ray. In years past, I was really high on um, Dude, Archie I'd, Bradley. I'd take a good long look at Zach Granke. And Zach Granke is the guy I was going to bring up because there is a lot of money left on that deal. You would get out from under it if you could. And if you're Arizona, no, you can. There are plenty of teams looking for pitching, and maybe they don't want to give up their prospect. Or maybe they're not as rich in prospects as the Twins are. You could call them and say, like, hey, give us, give us, look up your MLB.com, like, pipeline of your top 30 prospects, which teams don't always agree with, but they're, they're pretty good lists. Give us your number 20 and number 30 and take his contract and we'll pay you five million a year and call it a day. Here you go. Gift, we'll gift wrap him for you. You want a 35 year old starter with pinpoint control? Here you go. Here's Zach Granke with a bow tied on him. That is a route that you could take if you're the twins or any other front office. It costs you almost nothing. Prospect-wise, Prospect wise, forget I mean, it about it. It, it costs you cash. Yeah, And cash is it's just money, right? If you're not bumping up against that luxury tax ceiling, it's just money. I'm not saying that I advocate going that route for the Twins, but if you're a prospect hoarder, that's the way to go. But you're not, he's having a nice year. He's having a really nice year. What are his numbers, man? You got him up? He's uh, 10-4, and four, ERA just under three. And, and I think he would love it here. He's pitched in Kansas he, City. He was an all-star this Milwaukee. Year. He likes markets like this. Low-key, Midwestern town. Yeah. We, you know, two newspapers, a yep. couple websites, and you're done. And he's fun. No tabloids. He's eccentric. I liked, I liked covering Zach Granke yeah. when he was with Did the you? Brewers. Yes. Loved, well, loved covering Zach Granke. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. Derek's right, though. He has kind of a Trevor Bauer thing going. Where he's he's I'll take Trevor Bauer too. He's eccentric, so he's he it's off putting to some he's people. Got a, but if, if you get it, anxiety yeah. issue, right? Yeah. But if you get it. You'll enjoy Zach Greinke. Okay. I, see, that's perspective I had not heard before. Because the big thing when he was going to leave Kansas City, all the talk was, well, he could never pitch for the Yankees. He can't handle the pressure of the pinstripe. And that's like all you know about Zach Greinke publicly. 
So it's really interesting to hear your perspective. That, well, he does have social anxiety. Yeah. And that's a lot of cameras and a lot of reporters gathered the World around Series, your locker after every game if you're playing for the Yankees. There are going to be a lot of cameras in the World Series, too. Sure. So. Yeah. But here he, he, he did pitch for the Dodgers for a couple of years yeah. and was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now we've gone on a whole Zach Greinke side tangent, but like he's 35 and that's a lot of money left on the All deal. Right, so My point is that's not going to cost okay. you a prospect. So let, let's. Circle back then to the thing that I think makes the, the most sense, and it might not be the Twins' top plan, but it just makes the most sense. San Francisco. It makes the most sense to pursue that hard, I think. And that's what Bowden says. He says they're the best But I fit. agree with that. But but if they if their whole thing is rentals, we don't want them, we don't want them, I, I think that that is a potentially short-sighted mistake. You want rentals? Yes, I will take them. If I'll they, take them. If they will help me, if I truly, if the Twins brass believes what we believe, which is... This is not a nice playoff team, but this is a World Series team. Then yes, I am willing to. And you know what? If I want to resign him, uh, Matt, Matt Bum would love it here. He can go hunting. He he he'll be left alone. Bring his horse up to Stillwater. Yeah, he can, yeah. I mean, Favre loved it here. You can go. You, so I mean, this this is perfect. Yeah. Will Smith might like it here. I don't know, but I that would be fifteen days out. That would be my priority. That would be my phone call. That would be my what is it going to take? Because I think the asking price on any controllables is too much. And the Granky thing, unfortunately, I hate to yeah, say yeah. this because it's going to feed into the cheap poll ad narrative. But that's they're going to perceive that as too much money. The Bumgarner Will Smith thing makes sense. Sign one long or not long term, but sign one to a three year deal. And get them here. I, I think of the guys we've discussed. I'm highest on Noah Syndergaard. And if if I didn't think that the Twins were going to make a splashy move this offseason or whatever, next offseason, I think, this is just my hunch, I think that the Twins have the list of sort of superstars circled. Superstars around the league, you know, this this winter we were talking a lot about Manny Machado, Bryce Harper, and like Patrick Corbin on the pitching side. That list of players, I think that they have that list in mind and know when they want to fire. And given the year that they're having right now, no matter how it ends up, if it ends up with a World Series, great. I think they're going to make a big splash in the winter. I mean, get one of those names. I really do. I really believe that. Well, that's all well and good for the winter. And my point is, right. Ronnie, so you got to make moves. Now. You got to make moves before that. This is a hashtag World Series attitude. I get that. But for that yeah, I reason, I want that guy to come here and watch them raise a flag on opening day next year. I don't, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. I that? wouldn't take... Uh, that dead money, dead money is the wrong word, but I wouldn't just sink my payroll and cross me off the list for some of those superstars that are coming up. Like, we know Nolan Arenado is not coming up anymore, but that type of player, mm-hmm. I fully believe, is available to the Twins if they keep themselves flexible. So I, I wouldn't be in the big, big money trades this winter, but I'm all for those controllable starting pitchers, man. That That would really, really intrigue me, and I'd be... I'd be interested enough that I wouldn't even hang up the phone if you mentioned top prospects. As long as the price is reasonable, I'm making whatever trade helps me win a World Series this year the most. And I'm telling you, I I think their perception of what they're going to be asked for controllable starting pitching is going to be beyond what what they will comfortably do. So Baumgartner and Smith make the most sense to me because you've got a chance of that of that trade happening with, without it involving mortgaging what they perceive as their future. Tom tweets it and he's got a solid point. He says again, Granky and his full no trade clause won't come here because he's actually a man and actually likes to hit hashtag ban the DH. Solid <laughs> point, Tom. Is this a friend of yours? Solid no, that's point. That's Tom from Target Field. Oh, you Tommy know, Roller. Yeah, yeah. 
Wow. Sir, that's wow. pretty aggressive. Yeah. For an AL guy, right? Tommy. I mean, aggressive and accurate. <laughs> I, okay. you, you know I okay. like pitchers hitting. You know that, okay? <laughs> okay. Let's not go. Come on. Too much good reckless oh, speculation okay. here to go down the pitcher's hitting path. I'm <laughs> hashtag that, universal DH guy, that, so I think I have to take the next segment off. If we talk about First this, Seth, then we're going to. streaming the show, wants to put ketchup on a hot dog. Now you're universal DH. I work with a no, bunch of communists. I'm in on both of those, I work by with the way. anti American communists. No, 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 that's no. no, no, no let's get off this now because we're about to turn the subject to Rob Manfred and it's going to be the end of the show. And then you'll lose me for the the rest of the show. Right. Let's Let's, get all red-faced. Let's stop. Steam is going to shoot out my ears. Let's go back to the twin stuff. (laughs) All right. We'll get back to the twin stuff right after this. It's D-Score North first place twins show, appropriately enough, live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 ranks. Magic number is 65. We're back after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North twin show. Bombas. On Score North and scorenorth.com. Also available on demand on the Score North mobile app, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. All right, time for a Score North download. It is 1247, and uh, this edition of the Score North download is brought to you by MyPillow. And here's how this is going to work, folks, for you uh, at home or in your cars or wherever you may be listening to Score North right now on the maybe on the Score North mobile app or scorenorth.com. If you're streaming, if you're in your cars, you're listening to AM1500. I have a five-pack of tickets to next Tuesday's American Association All-Star Game at CHS Field in St. Paul. It's a week from today. Uh, for more information on the All-Star Game festivities at CHS Field, you can visit saintsbaseball.com. Here's how you can get the five pair of tickets. Just be the fifth caller to 651-646-8255. Oh, 651-646-8255. If you're a caller number five, you will have a five-pack of tickets to next Tuesday's American Association All-Star Game Pick up my at phone right now. HS Field. <laughs> Are now we back eligible? To the Twin Show. Manny? No, you're 100% not. Sorry, we're one more. Be there. Are we going to yeah, be there? Yeah, we're broadcasting there. Next oh, Tuesday? that's yes. right. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Score North Twin Show will be broadcasting there that's next right. week. In fact, our, our guy uh, Cunningham... And I believe Seth here uh-huh. will be taking BP tonight at CHS Field. Really? Yes. Nice. Yes, they will be. That's I, exciting. Me and, me and my gal will actually be there, too, as well. Really? To give us a full report, I told man. Danny oh, yes, <laughs> that you'd be very upset, though. Why is that? Because he, he's perceived as the athlete here. Right. Uh-huh. And Rami and I getting left out in the Rami, cold? Well, you don't belong either. <laughs> nor do I. And Rami continually gets very upset saying, No, no. Oh, come on. I didn't get upset. You said you're going to win the home run derby I on Saturday said, at Target Field. Phil said the same thing you said yesterday. Danny, obviously the best athlete on the score North staff. And all I said was debatable. Yeah. Debatable. That's he might, all. He might be the only one. That's all. I just said debatable. I Man, work out. I don't know. It's not debatable. I think Rami's on the list. I think Seth's on the list. I think that Matthew Collar's jump shot is on the list. How are you going to discount Collar and his jump shot? I mean, it's kind of all he can do. He's a one-trick pony. He's pretty good. Speaking of Collar, Adam Schefter joins us at 315 today. All has-beens. Danny's the only one on staff who's not a has-been. The rest of us are has-beens. If we ever had our day, which in my case, I didn't. I had no day. (laughs) And Derek as well, you're has-beens. Danny could still actually get out. Well, and and Collar can shoot a jump shot, and I guess can hit a golf ball a long way on oh, occasion. Really? On occasion, but I'm not giving him. Too I think much. I could leave the yard, but just not with a wood bat. Aluminum? Yeah, I, I would give yeah. myself a chance with an aluminum bat. At yeah, CH. I think Composite? I could tuck it down Composite? the left field corner. 
Oh, I don't New need. I, I don't, no, I don't need those crazy little like bendy. No, no I don't no, need no, a slingshot. Sure. Okay, all right, all right. Give me just a standard right. BB core approved bat, and just I think I throw can that out there. Tuck it in the left field corner. CHS field. Yeah, I think. I mean, I'm not saying I would. Like, I'm guaranteeing I win the home run derby at Target Field this Saturday. This oh, is softball? softball. Are you doing that? Yeah, you've got no shot. I have every the bear, shot. The bear is pretty good. The bear. Oh my gosh! If you the don't, bear. don't, don't talk Ooh. down to the bear. Yeah. Ooh, the bear. Don't the bear talk listens. down to the bear. The bear listens. And the, the bear. bear. You know what? The bears. I okay. Think I'm afraid to poke. I'm gonna that tweet bear. the bear after this. Okay, tw- I'll poke that bear. I'm I got, not afraid to poke I got that tw- bear. I got twenty bucks on. The bear right now. Given, I, I'll take that You're money. TC. On TC. Yes. Oh yeah. TC Bear is when TC Bear I've never decides. Seen you hit a softball. TC Bear wants to win. That lefty stroke comes out, man. I it's, don't know that I've ever hit a softball. Only baseballs. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Twenty bucks right now. Will you accept my bet? No. Twenty bucks. Well, you just said I'm winning. <laughs> You just announced, Jer- Derek. You just announced I'm winning. This is unbelievable. <laughs> Did you not announce that, Derek? I'll put five dollars on. I'm not much of a gambler. It has nothing to do with my confidence. I'm just not much of a gambler. TC Bear heard you. I'm not much of a gambler but I see easy money. I'll put five on it. TC Bear is probably betting on himself after, after he heard TC, all that confidence. Tweet me, TC. I'll put five on it. Tell me what you think it. about my partner who just said he's never hit a softball, saying he's going to beat you. Okay, you make fun of Ooh. you make fun of TC. I'm a beer. First of all, he's out of here. Dude's a P one. Second of all, he's gonna beat you. Oh, he's a P one. He loves this. In that case, love you TC. Probably got the Score North mobile app. Listening to Score North Twin Show. Manny was just giving away Saints tickets. Yeah, I'm ready to give away this Thursday. We Mackie and Judd with Rami are ready to give away a four pack of Twins Yankees tickets for July 23rd during Happy Hour. Not Happy Hour. Happy hour. Happy hour. Between 4 and 6 p.m. this Thursday, download the Score North mobile app if you don't already have it free for Apple and Android. Register with your name and email and enter to win the Twins Yankees tickets. Then just be on the app from 4 to 6 p.m. and you're entered to win four tickets for Twins and Yankees July 23rd at Target Field. Your only window to win these Yankees tickets is during happy hour, 4 to 6 p.m. this Thursday. During the Mackie and Judd with Rami program. That's legit. That is legit. Am I eligible for that? You are not. Is Manny? No. He is not. No, Seth? No. Nope. Okay. No. Okay. No. Just listeners. No. TC could win. TC Bear. Okay. TC, TC Bear's going to win everything that'll for the be, next 10 days. That'll be his consolation prize after I crush him oh, in the man. home run derby this, this Saturday. Is, this this is, is, you're inviting disaster What an here. epic mistake to poke that bear. What an epic mistake. And just to poke the process. Your, 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 your chance in this, Rami, was mm-hmm. that the bear was going to sleep on you. Mm-hmm. Didn't know you Hibernate, were, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I blame Rami or Wetmore for that. Can we please just do something else? Right Did, now? Didn't know you were going to be a slugger of epic proportions and just came in and just you know just was having a Saturday afternoon. Serious but question. Now, serious question. It's on. Do you guys know of a batting cage that throws softballs? Yes. Yeah. Come on down to Bloomington. All right. I'll get you one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we can go. Uh, I'm let's dead try serious. and go before Saturday. I can't. I cannot believe though that you announced that you are going to win this competition Hysterical. and then announced that you've never hit a softball. Is that much different from hitting a baseball? Yes. Sorry. Yeah. It is. Oh yeah. Rod- Man, he's done it. It's Rodney, Rodney Carew said that he, for the life of him, when he was in his prime with the Twins, he tried to hit a softball. He could not hit the softball. I have tried. I have tried hitting off when I covered Hastings Athletics. Uh, Oh, wow. fast pitch. I, I, and they had a really good this fast, fast pitch. Softball pitch. Team. This isn't going to be fast pitch. They're no, going to no, have no. Jenny Finch out I, there. No, I tried it. to hit a rise ball, and it was damn near impossible. Good luck. Good luck, Rami. 
I mean, have you guys seen these arms? Yeah, well, I've right. seen them. Just checking. Just making sure. Good luck. Admission to the gun show is free every day I mean, on Score North. I once held the state record in competitive weightlifting for squatting down in Illinois. You hit with your legs, right? Boy. That's where your power comes from. The key, You'll see. The key phrase being, I once held. <laughs> right, that's right. I said you're a has-been. I never said you were. I never were. That's what I didn't more. mention. I've had me. I didn't back. mention I've had two knee surgeries and put on a bunch of weight since then. Report back to us on Monday. I just want to hear right. how it went. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm sure you can. You're covering that game, right, at Jed? Score North Saturday. Yeah. Social oh, media. I'll You'll get that. to see it. Get there early. Oh, I skip did. Clubhouse. <laughs> oh no, you don't have to. But watch this. No, guy. it works out perfect. Jed might be my cameraman. I don't know that we've arranged everything okay. yet. Show me the money That's and I'll right. be happy to come down. That's right. Dudes, uh, we got to get to some twin stuff because yes. uh, Royce Lewis, his, you know, he's the number one overall draft pick, and a lot of people know him as a top prospect. And I said earlier in the show that I think Kirloff's the guy for me, but that's most prospect lists put Royce Lewis at the top. Uh, despite playing in high A this year, hitting 235 with a, a meager 283 on base and Slugging 365. He does have eight home runs, but uh, in, yeah, 84 games this year, he's hitting 235. Um, that's caused some people to drop him, but I saw a tweet from Kylie McDaniel, who does prospects for fan graphs. I think he, I, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, because I've been reading Kylie for a couple of years, I want to say he worked for a team at some point, but works for fan graphs for whatever it's worth running their uh, sort of prospect operation. And somebody asked him on Twitter, is Michael. Tweets at the Fangrass prospect guru says, seems like everyone else dropped Royce Lewis but you. Any thoughts on that? Kylie responded with a pretty interesting tweet that I think is is instructive here as we think about top prospects and would you trade this guy or that guy? And how easy is it for us to sit on a microphone or on a Twitch stream and say, oh, I trade that guy in a heartbeat. Give me this star pitcher and let's go win the World Series. Kylie says, quote, it's easy to look at his numbers and drop him, but we and scouts think that the offensive fix is mechanical and Minnesota is letting him figure it out on his own. Kylie says, McDaniel continues, an algorithm can drop him when he's slumping and boost him when he does what we think he'll do. We try to predict the future, not grade the past. So, interestingly, the Twins' top prospect in many circles hit 235 this year in single-A Fort Myers. A lot of people are nervous about that. At least one prospect evaluator who's been doing it a number of years thinks, no big deal, Royce Lewis will figure this out and become that star that many people were expecting when he was drafted. That's probably true, right? I would think so. I'm tempted to lean this way. At Class A, I'm not going to panic. Exactly. He's 20. And and, and high Class A is difficult. Yeah, you got some good players. High Class A is, those steps are big steps. The thing is... So this does not... I, I would not trade... Lewis, based on 2018 or 19, excuse me, no, I'm struggles. Not, I'm not down on him by no, any means. That's sure. not why I say I'd I'd include him in a package if for for the right player. That has that has next to nothing to do with it. So Royce has a great line and and he's dead on. And I'll give him credit for this because he's the first person I heard say it. Baseball is the toughest sport to go pro because you have to get better like four times. You're the best player in even in college. Then you go to maybe low A, you're better than the competition, but you get to high A, you got to suddenly you're just, you're a guy. You got to get better. So then you get to double A, and oh man, everyone here's a guy. So you got to make the adjustment. You got to get better. Well, then you go to triple A, 
Say what you want about it being some retreads and like people that are bitter they're not on the big league roster. AAA's got some talent, man. There are good players in AAA baseball. And You've got to get better. And, and bitter and, ones. And bitter ones you think they've been dealt off. That's right. Raw deal by life. I should be in the big leagues. And maybe they have, but they're still AAA baseball players. You've got to get better, and then yep. forget about it because you get to the big leagues. Everybody's better than you unless you are this super talented wonderkind. You've got to find a way to get better, and then if you, if you are capable of becoming a star, becoming a star. That's four different levels where you have to improve after already – being a great baseball player. So he's just on one of those steps, in my opinion, at 20 years old. Yeah, I'm still very high on Royce Lewis. But you'd trade him for a... I would, for top-shelf talent. Yeah, <laughs> okay. absolutely. Fair enough. No doubt about it. Trying to fly flags here, Derek. Wetmore. We do fly flags here on the Score North First Place Twin Show. He is our because reporter. Because what do flags do? How long do? do they fly for? Forever. <laughs> says, so make the says trade. Says the Cubs fan who make knows the this. Plan the Plan parade. The parade. <laughs> for Derek Wetmore. Labor Torres, you Chazulgan. do it again, wouldn't you? Manny Hill. Hell yes. I'm Rami Makhlov saying thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow at noon.